2: And today is the 14th day of May, 2021. We're going to be continuing on reading Chapter 14 of the Holy Priesthood, Volume 4, pages 174 through 188. The Americans' Land of Religious Freedom. So uh, the text for this radio show, excuse me, for what we're reading today, is at OgdenCard.com. Also, you can find it, oh, uh, hold on, Kim, you're going to need to put a headset on, okay. Okay. or just turn your phone down and talk into it, I guess, you can hear me, so, okay, I'm actually at home tonight, so, um. Alright, I uh, I posted this at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977, and also on my Facebook page, Zion's Redemption Radio, I think it's Zion's Redemption Radio or Zion's Redemption Radio Network, I can't remember right now. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this is what we're going to be reading tonight, and we should be able to cover the whole chapter uh, in the time that we have, so um, Kim will be on as well where's your headset okay do you know where my headset is my other headset you could use that one you don't like that one oh okay all right well i'm i'll start the reading tonight and I'll, I'll uh dedicate the program so um also uh the guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. And there is a chat room available at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mormon. And uh, people can go there with their questions or comments, or you can listen. We have 50 lines available for people to listen. But if you do want me to unmute your mic... Just push one, and I'll see that, and I'll unmute you. All right, let's get into the reading. Actually, I'll dedicate the program. O Jehovah our Elohim, we come to thee in the name of thy Son, Yeshua, our Messiah. We ask thee, Father, to forgive us of our sins and our transgressions, that we may collectively have thy Spirit to be with us, that we may be able to discern truth from error, and that we may be able to learn the history of America and polygamy. We love the Father, and we thank you for all of thy many blessings. We thank thee for this great technology that we have to be able to go out to the world to sprinkle the message of the restoration to the inhabitants of the earth, wherever they may be. We thank thee, Father, for the atonement of our Savior, Yeshua, even Jesus Christ. We love thee, and we love him, and we love thy gospel plan. We say these things in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. The Americans, Land of Religious Freedom, Chapter 14 of Holy Priesthood, Volume 4, pages 174 through 188. Both governments and religions were like were growing like mushrooms, and some lasted about as long. Religions wanted control over governments, and governments tried to get control over religion. Unfortunately, God usually had little to do with either. Their laws and the laws of God were frequently in conflict. A few souls attempted to get out from under such secular and ecclesiastical bondage and sought for a new land, ...and new freedom. They called the new country, America, a place where good men and women could accept God's laws as their laws. It seemed to be his desire also, for later he said, Verily, I say unto you, my law shall be kept on this land. Doctrine and Covenants, section 58, verse 19. Men who loved freedom and good government were selected to write those laws into a constitution, as God explained, quote, And for this purpose have I established the constitution of this land by the hand of wise men whom I raised up unto this very purpose. Doctrine and Covenants, section 101, verse 80. Government organizations usually reflect personality of its people. The citizens of the nation seldom get a better or worse government than they deserve. The political architects of this country knew what they were doing. As the Mayflower Pilgrims had written that uh, they're – well, I'm going to let Kim read this because she is actually a direct descendant of – the brother of the captain of the Mayflower, uh, but we're on page 175. uh, For for those of you who are reading reading alone, Kim, do you see where I'm quoting from? Oh, she's getting on it still.
3: I forgot that I had to unmute my mic first, and now I can go in. Oh, I'm... Okay, now you don't hear me echoing, right? Okay. All right. Great hope and inward zeal is for the propagating and advancing the gospel of the kingdom of Christ. In these remote parts of the world, um, that's from Christian History of the Constitution, Verna Hall, page 8. I had to count all the eyes. The primary reason most people started coming to America was because they finally heard of a nation that had religious liberty. That term was best described by Henry Campbell Black, who wrote the famous Black's Law Dictionary, which after more than a century is still being used. He defined religious liberty as freedom from dictation, constraint, or control in matters affecting the conscience, religious beliefs, and the practice of religion, freedom to entertain and express any or no system of religious opinions, and to engage in or refrain from any form of religious observance. That's from page two, 723.
2: Do you want to mute your phone? No. It's got a
3: noise mic on Can you hear me twice?
2: I can hear me when I talk. When... Well, no. Actually, you know what? Hold so, on, hold so. on, hold on. We'll just use your mic on okay. your headset because I can hear me fine. Okay. I was um, going to move to the I'll other keep end of the... My it doesn't matter. I can still hear you. I heard you when you were in the hallway on my mic, so.
3: Okay, as long as you can hear you.
2: Yeah, I can hear me fine.
3: Okay. Now yours is muted. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> the test of traditions and personal beliefs regarding marriage are an important part of one's religion, and the U.S. Constitution offered its citizens those rights, leaving the conscience of a man untrammeled as long as he injured no one. He was free to marry one wife, several wives, or no wife at all. But this idea was short-lived, even in America. Men who entered into public office were soon tempted with power, position, and wealth. And America began to be more and more like other nations. Laws, privileges, and rights were changed and became more restrictive. The Constitution said that one thing, or said one thing, and the politicians something else. And for that matter, they still do. True story. Uh, con did you have anything to say
2: page 176
3: Yeah. did you have anything to say no okay conflicts arose between religion and civil government because government was in violation of the establishment of religion um, the establishment of religion clause fostering excessive entanglement between government and religion justice blacks once delivered a decision Everson versus Board of Education in which he clearly expi- explained This is from Constitutional Law, Freund Sutherland Howe Brown, page 1351, or 1,351. Quote, the Establishment of Religion Clause of the First Amendment means at least this. Neither a state nor federal government can set up a church, neither can pass laws which aid one religion, aid all religions, or prefer one religion over another. Neither can force nor influence a person to go to or remain away from church against his will or force him to profess a belief or disbelief in any religion. No person can be punished for entertaining or professing religious beliefs or disbeliefs for church attendance or non-attendance. In the words of Jefferson, the clause against establishment of of religion by law was intended to erect a wall of separation between church and state. End quote. That is from Constitutional Law Freund Sutherland Howe Brown, page 1,351. Justice Black referred to other major decisions relating to the protection of a religion and its members. Um, The First Amendment has erected a wall between church and state. That wall must be kept high and impregnable, impregnable. We could not approve the slightest breach. That amendment requires the state to be a neutral in its relations with groups of religious believers and non-believers. It does not require the state to be their adversary. State power is no more to be used so as to handicap religions that it is to favor them. Neither so high nor so impregnable today as yesterday is the wall raised between church and state by Virginia's great statute of religious freedom and the first amendment now made it applicable to all states by the 14th page, a hundred and amendment. well, it just says dot, dot, dot.
2: I think it's 14th amendment.
3: Okay. 14th amendment, uh, page 177.
2: Did Olivia text you? No idea. No, she didn't. She wants your sushi roll. How dare she? I know. Right. That's my snack.
3: You might want to let her know before she lets Eliza eat it.
2: I'll beat her.
3: <laughs> beat her to the roll? <laughs> I'll
2: beat her with the roll. No, like... I'll uh, try it out until it's hard. I'll put it in the box and she'll get a sock. You would
3: not waste good sushi. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but you should text her and say, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Because I told her she could have the little mane.
2: That's I'm what we got for her. I'm the roll.
3: Okay, since we're having a side note already, Lydia got first place in shot put today, and I'm so excited for her. My little girl did a really good job at throwing an eight-pound ball, 23 feet and in two, two inches. inches.
2: And I told her that her demons assisted her, because 23, <laughs> 23. divided by three is 0. .666, and that is an evil number, but she got first place. Nobody is got close to her because she has the power of
3: possession. <laughs> so I was really proud of her. Also, Emmett got six in state 15 overall.
2: Year old. What? Our 15-year-old.
3: Yeah, in SFA um, uh, food science. He did a good job. And he got a gold medal or gold star rating or something. I don't know what all these things are because I didn't have these as a kid. But um, as a mom, I don't care what it is that they want to do or participate in. I just want them to do a good job at whatever they choose to do. So I'm excited for them even though I have no idea how they do what they do.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to squeeze your hand when I want to talk so we're not talking over each other. Oh, that's a great idea. Mhm. What's if I squeeze second? you,
3: then I can talk over you.
2: No, you have to wait until I'm done talking, <laughs> and I'll wait till you're done talking. I'll just keep on squeezing. <laughs> okay. Emmett may have gotten a gold medal. 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 <laughs> <What the heck? laughs> sure. Anyway. But he still doesn't
4: know how to make a proper omelet.
3: It is animal food. Well, for you, I guess animal food. That's like it comes an animal, animal. He is a great cook, but I don't think, when it's the science part, I think it is different.
2: Well, if he's made a good omelet for me in the past. If he wants to experiment all the time. And I'm like, what is this? Yeah, he likes to make boxes about- and roux. Tell him about when we were in Colorado and we didn't have money for a tip, but we had a card. And we couldn't get money off the card so that we bought that waitress a lotto ticket. Do you remember the drink that he made? The chocolate soda drink? know
3: yeah, where he put everything in it.
2: He's, He's always like sauces. He's like,
3: this is great. He was like six. He was six. Yeah, and he was like, this is amazing. And we were both like, ew, that is so gross. But, you know, 6 year olds think everything tastes amazing that tastes like chocolate so there's that
1: okay go ahead
3: anyways let me get back to uh reading uh <laughs> page 177 we're at <clears throat> there is not a shadow of right in the general government to intermeddle with religion and that this subject is for the honor of america perf- perfectly free and unshackled The government has no jurisdiction over it. Madison opposed every form and degree of official relation between religion and civil authority. For him, religion was a wholly private matter beyond the scope of civil power, either to restrain or support, or to support. Denial or abridgment of religious freedom was a violation of rights, both of conscience and of natural equality. In recent years, the doctrine of Watson v. Jones has been given constitutional status so that it now seems that the states and nation are compelled to respect not merely the religious liberty of natural persons, but to secure the liberty of churches, domestic and foreign, to govern themselves without interference by American secular authority, whether legislative or judicial. See Kedroff v. St. Nicholas Cathedral, 344 U.S. 94 from 1952. But our concern is not with the wisdom of legislation, but with its constitutional limitation. If the purpose or effect of a law is to impede the observance of one or all religious or is to discriminate individual or invidiously between religions, that law is constitutionally invalid, even though the burden may be characterized as being only indirect. Braunfeld versus Brown, 366 U.S., at... 607. I'm not exactly sure how that reference works but that's what it says the test may be stated as follows what are the purpose and primary effect of the enactment if there is an advancement or an inhibition of religion then the enactment exceeds the scope of legislative power as circumscribed by the Constitution that is to say that to withstand the strictures of the establishment clause there must be a secular legislative purpose and a primary effect that neither advocates nor in, in it neither advances or inhibits religion. Everson versus Board of Education, Supra, McGowan versus Maryland, uh, three, I think this is statute 365 U.S. 420, 442, 1961. The free exercise clause, likewise considered many times here, Withdrawals from legislative power, state, and federal, the exertion of any restraint on the free exercise of religion. Its purpose is to secure religious liberty in the individual by prohibiting any invasions thereof by civil authority.
2: So I just squeezed your hand because I love you. So when I want to talk, I'll just squeeze like this. (laughs) But I love you, so... I was just squeezing your hand because I, but was. I love you
3: is like squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. Cause that's, okay. I love I know, you. But,
2: okay. I love you. But if I, if I keep doing this, I'm going to just like squeeze, squeeze, squeeze all bunch of squeezing until you don't. Until, until you I stop love. talking. Yeah.
3: Okay. So there's like a precursor of like, okay, it's coming. I'm going to squeeze your hand. It's going to happen. Eventually if I
2: do three. that's <laughs> I love you. <laughs>
3: I can't do two things at once. I can't read that okay. fast and think. If
2: I just squeeze your hand, that's just me squeezing your hand. But if I'm, like, squeezing over and over and over and over, that means I want to talk. I want to talk. I want okay. Talk. You should
3: talk right now for a while. Let me get a drink. One second. Oh, I have
2: nothing to say. Oh, well, I do have lots of things to say, actually. Um, like, none of this is even applicable anymore because of COVID, I guess, because they don't even care about the Constitution or precedents or anything else. They feel like, well, it's just like Joe Biden's State of the Union speech or State of the Nation or whatever they call it. Like he was like, we the people are the government. And they're all like, we're going to tell you what to do and you're going to listen to us. And it's like, dude, you are so far away from reality. Like how is it this man can even govern us? But you know what? They play fast with the constitution. They have been playing fast and to the constitution anyway. So all along, anyway, I can't, I can't tell if you can hear me or not because I have my phone turned all the way down.
3: Oh, I don't know either.
2: Audio. Oh, I can hear me. I, I was like, I, I can my, hear you really good. <laughs> I had my phone turned all the way down, and I was like, because I don't want there to be. On hand of the roll, young lady, Hmm? you can have the, I got you the noodles. Do you love noodles? Stay away from my roll. I can still hear you whispering, go away. Uh, No. You're in our studio. Good day, sir. Uh, We're on a live radio program.
3: Okay, I'll keep reading.
4: People all over the world.
3: And they can hear that you are not listening to Go your daddy. Away. Go on. Okay.
2: No, Lydia? <laughs> right okay. Take the with you.
3: These aren't noodles. Those are mine. Oh,
2: where's your noodles? Yeah. Did you eat them already? No, I, <laughs> I can't
3: even believe you. Okay,
2: close
4: the
3: door, please. Hey, I love you, Vet.
2: <clears throat>
3: Further. She's only 12. <laughs> she acts like
2: she's
3: 14. Mm, she probably acts more like she's 16. Mm -hmm. Further, it is no defense to urge that religious practices here may be relatively minor encroachments on the First Amendment. The breach of neutrality is today a trickling stream, may all too soon become a raging torrent, and in the words of Madison, it is proper to take alarm at the first experiment in our liberties. Memorial and remonstrance against religious assessments quoted in Everson's Supra at 65 I think you I start back this. really quick. I think that I start back really quickly. In case nobody in the listening audience audience noticed already or noticed, I have ADD, and I go really fast from one thing to the next. Sometimes I don't think I have the right segues.
2: Do you uh, know what I mean? So you should have heard this woman when we first got married. <laughs> so. She would never have married me or anyone else. <laughs> she was still suffering from complex post-traumatic stress disorder. It is a thing. Even though she had been away from the guy
3: that she was with, that went to prison. He was not nice.
2: Yeah, he bad, bad devil man. Anyway, <laughs> but she still had PTSD, and she has to talk a thousand miles uh, a 2nd Mm-hmm. That even make sense. Yeah. That was ridiculous. She I like. was. She fast. She calmed down. And she doesn't say wicked as much <laughs> anymore. That's a New England thing. Yeah. And she we're, got married. Um, I had to move to New Hampshire because that's where she lived.
0: Uh-huh. And
2: she was a teacher there. Yep. So uh, we got married in the summertime because so she wasn't teaching in the summer. But anyway, and I was a stay-at-home dad for a while. Until she got pregnant somehow. <laughs> none of my dreams. <laughs> and then I went to work. Uh, I went back to work But anyway, she used to talk a thousand miles an hour second or whatever. And she was always wicked this, and wicked that and <laughs> all the other New England things. Wah. <laughs> <laughs> that's
4: it. that's the New England thing.
3: well. That's like northern New England, like near Canada.
2: <laughs> Canada. We lived fifty miles from the Canadian. It was fifty miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty miles from the Canadian border in upstate New Hampshire. which is kind of funny because all of New Hampshire is upstate.
4: I know, right? <laughs> the whole state <laughs> is upstate. The whole
2: state is
3: upstate. <laughs>
2: right on the Vermont border.
3: Anyways, that was a really good tangent because that's how I am. But that was just what I was trying to say. I hope that people can follow along with my segments in the way that I am. My husband follows along really well, and he is very used to me now <laughs> after nine years. Um I don't mean to be that way, but if you have any questions or comments or even if you just wanna um say stop or slow down, just let me know. I can I slow it, it down,
2: down. Well, cause I, I, the chat room uh, oh, the chat
3: room's not open. I can slow down. It can happen. It just takes a little bit more effort on my part. Anyway, so.
2: Okay, the chat room is now opening.
1: Okay. <laughs> I forgot.
2: I said it was going to be open, and you then did. I forgot. That's why I thought it was. Such a liar. I
1: know. What a liar. <laughs> All right.
2: It's open now,
3: though. Then, Dun, ta Okay. Next. Okay, I'm going to continue on with the reading. That was a good segue, right? Okay. <laughs> The uh, antecedents, antecedents, okay, sure, antecedents of today's decision are many and unmistakable. They are rooted in the foundation soil of our nation. They are fundamental to freedom. Government in our democracy, state and national, must be neutral in matters of religious theory, doctrine, and practice. It may not be hostile to any religion or to the advocacy of no religion and it may not aid foster or promote one religion or religious theory against another or even against the militant opposite the first amendment mandates governmental neutrality between religion and religion and between religion and non-religion the place of religion in our society is an exalted one achieved through a long tradition of reliance on the home the church and in Invoilable, is that right? Invoilable? We're trying to figure out. Oh, citadel. citadel of the individual heart and mind. We have come to recognize through bitter experience that it is not within the power of government to invade that citadel, whether it is purpose or effect, be to aid or oppose, to advance or retard. In the relationship between man and religion, the state is firmly committed to a position of neutrality. Though the application of that rule requires interpretation of a delicate sort, the rule itself is clearly and consciously stated in and concisely stated in the words of the First Amendment. My phone just reset, so that was fun. Do you know what
2: page we're on?
3: Um, Exactly where I left off (laughs) is where we were on. I was
2: doing the uh, chat room when you were reading, so I wasn't following along like I was before. You weren't. And now I'm completely lost. I'm even more lost than she is, which is usually the case. <laughs> um.
3: Okay, let me see.
2: Did you read Teaching to the Prophet Joseph Smith yet? I
3: did not.
2: Oh, I'm too far then.
3: But I'm almost, here I am. This is where I am. See, I'm right here.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. We have come to recognize through bitter experience that it is not within the power of government to invade that citadel, whether its purpose or effect be to aid or oppose the advance or retard. In the relationship between man and religion, the state is firmly committed to a position of neutrality, though the application of that rule requires interpretation of a delicate sort. The rule itself is clearly and concisely stated in the words of the First Amendment. That is I bid C pages 1,351 to 1,354. An outstanding feature of the Constitution that it limited the power of federal government rather than of its citizens, the Constitution was to serve as a leash upon its politicians. But unfortunately, there were still enough loopholes for the polit- political rats to crawl through and destroy the American dream. Now we're on page 179. Did you have anything that you needed to add? Okay, keep following along. Well, Gum. Well, that um, is an ad, right there. You added. Uh, you said no, I didn't have to add. Then you added.
2: Babylonian gum. Okay. Are you done? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right.
3: That such freedom means also freedom to make disastrous experience experiments. Sorry only drives home again that no country can ever be a government of laws and not of men, but only a government partly of laws around which ill-chosen men will build ill practices or well-chosen men build wise ones. That's from National Encyclopedia, Volume 4, page 240.
2: Volume 3.
3: Oh, sorry, Volume 3, page 240. Did I say 4? Yeah, you said 4. probably was reading ahead with that 4 to 40. I do that sometimes. I do that too, a lot of times. So I read in like sentences ahead of time. Okay, <clears throat> so under this protective umbrella of the constitution, supposedly assuring separation of church and state, the gospel of Jesus Christ was restored to Joseph Smith. The Mormons more than any other people had reason to support, defend and promote the constitution. It offered them the greatest protection for religious beliefs and practices. The prophet Joseph loved this heavenly banner. And this comes from the teachings of prophet Joseph Smith page 147. Post. Come
2: down there, CBD Gonzalez. Let me slow down. Okay. If we could just like mix my slow speech <laughs> with your fast speech. We even we, each other
4: out. We could.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> Hence, we say that the Constitution of the United States is a glorious standard. It is founded in the wisdom of God. It is a heavenly banner. It is to all those who are privileged with the sweat, sweets of liberty. Like the cooling shades and refreshing waters of a great rock in a thirsty and weary land, it is like a great tree under those br- whose branches men from every clime can be shielded from the burning rays of the sun. Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, page 147. As, a, as broad as the Constitution was, and as much as the greatest minds of the nation put into it, Joseph Smith noticed a weakness which over the passage of time has provoked to be or proved to be very prophetic. It is one of the first principles of my life and one that I have cultivated from my childhood, having been taught it by my father to allow everyone the liberty of conscience.
2: Conscience.
3: I was like, conscience. I can't even say that. Yeah. Conscience. This is what happens when I read slow. I'm like, wait, what about reading slow? I feel like I am. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. We're 39%
2: through
3: the: chapter. Yay, we're doing a great job. I am the greatest advocate of the Constitution of the United States. There is on the Earth. In my feelings, I am always ready to die for the protection of the weak and oppressed in their just rights. The only fault I find with the Constitution is it is not broad enough to cover the whole ground. Although it provides that all men shall enjoy religious freedom, yet it does not provide that the manner by which that freedom can be preserved nor for the punishment of government officers who refuse to protect the people and their religious rights or punish those mobs, states, or communities who interfere with the rights of the people on account of their religion. Its sentiments are good, but it it provides no means of enforcing them. It has this one fault. Under its provision, a man or a people who are able to protect themselves can get along well enough, but those who have the misfortune to be weak or unpopular are left to the merciless rage of popular fury. That's teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith, pages 326 through 327. In 1788, when several state conventions were ratifying the US Constitution, they decided to more clearly identify the rights offered to its citizens, resulting in what is now referred to as the Bill of Rights. The very first of these 10 amendments states, Article One. Congress shall make no law respecting the, an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people peaceably to assembly and to petition the government for a redress or a redress grievances. Did <laughs> you like what I did there? Redress. It's redress. I
2: know.
3: Okay. Based on the strength of the Constitution and Bill of Rights, Joseph Smith and his followers incorporated an article in their belief structure that stated we believe in obeying, honoring, and sustaining the law. That's also Article of Faith number 12. The question has been asked many times since then, what law?
2: They don't believe in following every single governmental law. They're talking about the Constitution of the United States. Not Hitler's Nazi Germany. So people misinterpret that crap all the time, and the Nazi Germans back in the 30s used it to subjugate the church in Germany to cause them to do things that they shouldn't have done. If it goes against your conscience, you don't follow it. Anyway, go ahead. Sure. The Lord himself answered,
3: and that law of the land, which is constitutional, su- constitutional, supporting that principle of freedom and maintaining rights and privileges, belongs to all mankind and is justifiable before me. Therefore, I, the Lord, justify you and your brethren of my church in befriending that law, which is the constitutional law of the land and is pertaining to the law of man. Whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. I, the Lord God, make you free, therefore ye are free indeed, and the law also maketh you free. That's from D&C, uh, chapter 98, verses 5 through 8. In another article of faith, it was worded even more emphatic, emphatically. We claim not merely believe the privilege of worshiping Almighty God according to the dictates of our own conscience and allow all men the same privilege. Let them worship how, where, or what they may. That's Article
2: of faith number 11. Unless they
3: Exactly. This was the same principle the Constitution advocated. So, whatsoever is more or less than this cometh of evil. The Supreme Court was instituted to enforce these individual constitutional rights and should be supported by federal, state, and local law officials. One of their rulings explained this. Certain aspects of religious exercise cannot in any way be restricted or burdened by either federal or state legislation. Compulsion by law of the acceptance of any creed or the practice of any form of worship is strictly forbidden. The freedom to hold religious beliefs and opinions is absolute. That's from Cantwell v. Connecticut, 310, that's probably a U.S. statute, 310-296-303 because that's the way that they write statutes. It's confusing. Other legal sources also emphasize the fact that governments cannot control or force a change in anyone's religion. The constitutional limitations Four. have a quote, American Law and Procedure, LaSalle, Extension University, Volume 12,
2: d Whenever I see a colon, I know mm. it's the beginning of a quote. 42. Hey, how do you know that? Uh, what percentage we are? Because I have a program on my iPhone. No way. It's my reader program, but it doesn't go on your Android. Of course it, not. It's only for iPhone. Because we're special. Yeah, we're very special.
4: We're special.
3: <clears throat> Continuing. Good <laughs>
2: teacher. You don't need to be special. I am special. No, you teach special. Also, I'm
3: the best teacher ever.
2: Wow. Well.
3: I have a plaque that says it. I know. My student got it for me for parents, or for <laughs> Teacher Appreciation Week. It's on my desk
2: ever.
3: One of my students got me a little plaque that, or it's not a plaque. What is it? It's like a,
2: a crayon name card. tag.
3: No, it's like a name tag. But oh. it's it's ceramic, and it says, Best Teacher Ever.
2: So when that student gives it to another teacher, do you get demoted?
3: They can't give it to another teacher. It was mine for teacher appreciation. It will now go next with me year. forever.
2: Next year, they'll give it to the next teacher. They better not. Okay.
3: They can. I yeah. won't be in the same building. I won't ever know. <laughs> <clears throat> also, I got a plant, which I think Lydia has in her room. Why did she have my plant?
2: Because she's a thief. Oh. 12-year-old little. We have to go check to see
3: it
2: has it.
4: Of that. I thing. need to make sure it's not dehydrated.
3: The Constitutional limitations have a dual aspect. They prevent the legal compulsion to any, to accept any creed or the practice of any form of worship on one hand, and on the other hand, not land, permit the free exercise of a chosen form of religion. The freedom of religion protected against federal legislation by the First Amendment of the Federal Constitution is also protected against invasion by the state action by reason of the 14th Amendment due process clause. Six, what is freedom of religion? It embraces the right to maintain theories of life, of death, and of the hereafter, which are rank heresy to followers of the Orthodox faith. Seven, it allows everyone under the jurisdiction of the United States to entertain such notions respecting his relations to his maker and the duties they impose as may be approved by his judgment and conscience and to exhibit his sentiments such as in such form of worship as he may think proper, not injurious to the equal rights of others," end quote. That, again, is from American Law and Procedure, LaSalle, Extension University, volume 12, page 90B. In other words, the government cannot tell a person what to believe or what religious beliefs to practice. What good is a religion if you are permitted to just believe in it? Is there any value in believing in the Ten Commandments without practicing them?
2: Well, they can't tell you what to believe, but they can prohibit you from doing something immoral. Uh, uh, Even though the world does child sacrifice in their abortion Mm clinics. But my body, my choice when you don't want vaccines in your blood.
3: Anyway, go ahead, Kim. George Washington understood oh. the important role of religion and morality within a nation.
2: <laughs> <laughs> tonight because I am with her in our studio. is extra happy because I don't usually stay home at night. I usually go drive, but... I stayed home for the radio show tonight. You can tell that. Yeah, because you usually don't talk a thousand miles per millisecond.
3: <laughs> so what you're saying is, if I don't slow down, you're not gonna stay.
2: <laughs> well, you should be talking slower so I stay longer. I still have to go to work tonight. I still have twelve hours tonight. To well, do. maybe I'm trying to hurry to let you go to work then. You don't want me. <laughs> you know what? I'm the night shift guy. She doesn't have to share a bed with me. I get my own bed. She's so entitled. What's my room? Uh, only for your shift.
3: <laughs> no, I get my little monkey. He comes in with me.
2: Monkey? Monkey. Oh, monkey, yeah. Our, our one-year-old. He's so silly. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I'll shut up now.
3: That's what you interrupted me for. I love you. I don't okay. okay. Of all the dispensations or dispositions, because that's what it actually says, dispositions and habits, which lead to politically political prosperity, religion, and morality, indispensable supports. In vain would that, man, would that man claim the tribute of patriotism who should labor to subvert these great pillars of human happiness. That comes from Stanfast by our Constitution, J. Reuben Clark. Page 27, page 183, but great speeches and noble thoughts of American patriots were soon in conflict with new and improved state and federal laws, especially those concerning religious freedom. Men in government proved traitors to their oath of office. The prophet Joseph Smith, or prophet Joseph, noticed this and advised the saints, quote, this comes from Doctoral History of the Church, volume 5, page 289. The different states and even Congress itself have passed many laws diametrically contrary to the Constitution of the United States. Shall we be such fools as to be governed by its laws, which are unconstitutional? No. End quote. The Latter-day Saints were among the first American citizens to learn from experience of such two-faced hypocrisy. They became more and more unpopular. Their freedoms could not be preserved. Unjust government officers were not punished, nor were mobs in states who deprived the Mormons of their constitutional rights. The corrupt government was more merciless than the vicious mobs. The saints had no appeal within the government since officials on all levels were equally guilty. Government should exist to protect its citizens showing no discrimination because of race, politics, or religion. As a public servant, it should offer service without special favors for certain people. In other words, a policeman protects a Catholic, not because he's a Catholic, but because he is a citizen. A fireman protects a church, not because it's Protestant, but because it's part of society. Public servants are in office to protect Catholics, Jews, Protestants, and Mormons without asking them. But not Jehovah Witnesses. Just kidding.
4: <laughs> it wasn't Scientologist. listed.
3: Scientologists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mm. That was not listed, so that was my point. Are you identified with a popular religion, or are you incorporated with the government? A state may not adopt programs or practices with aid or oppose any religion. That's from Abington School District, 374 U.S. at 225. Also, a state has no legitimate interest in protecting any or all religious from views distasteful to them. That's Justice Clark and Burst- Burstein verse Wilson, 343 U.S., 1952. Was that like an elbow to the side for a purpose or by accident? Uh, no. Okay, then I'll continue reading. When a government
4: touches... Elbow to the side,
2: my elbow <laughs> hits your elbow. Stop trying to
3: act like... <laughs> He's trying to find something in his pocket. And he elbowed my elbow that I was reading from, and then I was like, uh, was that because you needed to say something?
2: No, we already talked about the squeezing of the hands. I know, but you're not Mm. holding
3: my hand because I'm holding my phone.
2: Okay.
3: Okay. When a government turns from protecting religions to invading or persecuting them, it has turned from being a public servant to a public menace. When a government tries to dictate and control the beliefs and practices of a religion, it has assumed the power of a God, but such powers, decisions, and rights are not intended to be invested with Caesar. They are still and always will be invested with God, the Father, who has his own plan to be carried out among the righteous saints, as Erastus Snow stated from Erastus Snow Journal Journal Discourses 24, that's volume 24, page 164 through 165, quote, Now, when the Lord raised up the prophet Joseph to lay the foundation of his church, he found monogamy instead of polygamy to be the rule of Christendom. He enjoyed and he enjoined in the early revelations to this church that every woman cleave unto her husband and that every man cleave unto his wife and none else, saying that he looketh upon a woman to lust after her who is not his wife, has committed adultery already in his, in her, her in his heart, sorry, with her in his heart. This was the law governing Christendom, which had been inherited by the Gentiles for ages past, and introduced among the Roman Empire and perpetuated by the Roman Church and the Protestant churches that had sprung out of her. And the Lord in the early history of his people continued this order of things, but revealed unto the prophet Joseph nevertheless that the time would come when he would require his people to enter into plural marriage as he did Abraham and the prophets of old to bring about his purposes in the latter days. Joseph revealed this unto some of the first elders of the church, taking care to enjoin them, that they must preserve these things in their own hearts, that the time had not yet come when the Lord required his people to enter into this order, but the time would come when he would require them to do so. This was made manifest in the early stages of this church, but not until 1843 was this law committed to writing and given to the people. This revelation we find in the Book of Doctrine and Covenants. Quote, that's the rest of Snow Journal of Discourse, Volume 24, page 164 through 65. And we're on page 185 in case you're looking. So here in America too, there began to be a distinct difference between the marriage of laws of God and those of man. Legally, the rights and types of marriage should be a matter of personal preference, religious, civil, or by private contract. However, shortly after the Constitution was ratified, some states began to establish marriage laws limiting these individual rights. Among those states were five in which Joseph Smith lived, Vermont, New York, Ohio, Missouri, and
2: Illinois.
3: Hey, those are like my, my home states.
2: And we don't like Vermont, those communists. <laughs> they're an upside down. They're uh, upside down in Hampshire. They're upside down in Hampshire. New Hampshire is live free or die. Communist state, I mean, Vermont is, what, listen to the government or die?
3: I don't know. I think they're more crunchy.
2: They are. They're a liberal communist state.
3: They're very crunchy.
2: Yeah.
3: Anyway. Uh, The laws restricting restricting polygamy in each of these states are briefly presented here. Vermont passed the following law, 1797, which was a civil law against any person who wanted to live pro marriage. See? Look at this state. Section
2: 23. It doesn't surprise me that they're the ones that started it. It commies section 23
3: and it is hereby further enacted that if any person or persons in the state being married or who shall hereafter marry shall at any time marry any other person the former husband or wife being alive or shall continue to live together so married every such offender being thereof convicted before the supreme court of judic judicare shall be punished (laughs) what judicature that's what it says judicature Jewish her <laughs> shall be punished as in case of adultery, and every person so offending may be tried in the con- county in which he or she shall be apprehended. That statutes of Vermont are one seven or one thousand seven hundred ninety-seven, page one
2: sixty-five. That's why you just say, this "Is my sister? She's visiting forever."
3: That's what I do say. I have well, so, five sisters.
2: Five sisters. My sister wife. I mean, sister, girlfriend, <laughs> whatever. Sister, girlfriend? Well, Ogden Kraut said, I don't have wives. I have girlfriends. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was just sealed to them.
3: Continuing on, <laughs> this law was in force at the time Joseph Smith was born, December twenty third, 1805, in Sharon, Windsor County, Vermont. It seemed that the devil knew that Joseph would do and was setting up his barriers among the laws of men. The influence and traditions of the Holy Ro- Roman Empire were already making their appearance in America. And I've been inside that house. Where he I was.
2: just want to say, okay. we both have. Uh-huh. Okay, because it was like 50 miles from where we lived.
0: Or mm-hmm. something
2: mm-hmm. of course everywhere in New Hampshire is 50 miles away, away in yeah. B- Vermont I also mean, I just want to say we're on page 186 okay I just <laughs> got to say this Joseph Smith was born December 23rd 1805 during the darkest time of the year in the darkest communist state of the nation <gasps> well at that time <laughs> the communist state of California and Oregon did not exist at that time True. but Vermont at that time, it was the communist state of the nation, even though communists didn't exist. Well, I guess they did. I don't know. I remember Bolsheviks and all that. Anyway, go ahead, Kim. I just want to make a point. Darkest time of the year, darkest state of the nation. Uh, tight. <laughs> okay. In
3: 1815, Joseph Smith's family moved to Wayne County, New York. A state law had already been established there on February 7, 1788 against certain types of marriage. Jim. It was revised Jeremy and clarified Smith. in 1813, two years before Joseph and Emily arrived there.
2: Wayne Manor.
4: <gasps>
2: Batman. What? Wayne County. Oh. Wayne, Wayne Manor. Manor.
4: That has nothing to do with what I just Ah, read. he's Batman. Love <laughs> you. I know you do. <laughs> oh, friend David is probably cracking up
2: right
4: now. Oh, hi, David.
3: <laughs> okay I'll keep reading it reads chapter hold on ten, fourteen, twenty-four. 14 24 I don't get all this like okay so it's xxiv which is 24 okay yes, 24. it reads chapter 24 an act to restrain all persons from marrying until their former wives and former husbands be dead past 7th of February 1788 be enacted by the people of the state of New York represented in Senate and Assembly well, and it is hereby enacted by the authority of the same that if any person or persons being married or who hereafter shall marry, do at any time marry any other person or persons, the former husband or wife being alive, then every such offense shall be felony. End quote. Laws of the State of New York revised and passed at 36 sessions of the legislature, 1813, pages 113 through 114. And I have to say something about
4: ominous. that.
3: No, this reminds me of that stupid show with that rabbit where they're like, it's a killer, what is it, hair, and they were like, taking out the Royal Hand Grenade.
2: Oh, yeah, Monty Python. <laughs> okay,
3: yeah, Monty
4: Python.
2: I love Monty Python. Where
3: they're like, this
4: is <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, like, and no more shop Thou Count other
4: than no it's thou shalt count to three if thou has gotten to two thou shalt count one more to three if thou has counted to four thou art outright
3: but they're like over and over and over the same thing and i'm like this that law there is written the same way well we were trying to if any person or persons being married or who hereafter shall marry do at the time marry any persons or persons the former husband or wife being alive in every such offense. It's like. Shall be a felony. Writes these things. Why do we have to have people like that? They're they, all from England. They can't just be like. Like don't marry pythons. other people, like ever. Just don't. Yeah. That's what it,
2: they should say. But you can have sister friends. Yeah, you're allowed to have girlfriends. Concubines. Stuff like that. Do you know what the difference between a concubine and a wife is? Yes. In in. Religious lore, yeah. Uh, concubine is a wife that is mar- married to you civilly, and a wife is sold to you by the Intimally. whole Yep, huh, that's interesting. I just made that up, but I'm pretty sure it's right.
3: It sounds logical, well, it though. Is. It does, it I'm sounds pretty like sure it's you make that stuff really good. That sounds kind of believable.
2: God tries to tell me things, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty interesting. But I haven't gotten confirmation of the spirit yet because I don't care. I mean, I think (laughs) it's interesting. I don't care. Anyway, go ahead.
3: Continuing on, Joseph Smith arrived in – yes, we are. Mm -hmm. Joseph Smith arrived in Kirkland, Ohio in early 1831. Here, he was met by another state law on the marriage issue, passed just seven years previously. It stated Section 7. That if any married person having a husband or a wife living, oh, here we go again, shall, mar- shall marry any you other person, in every person, no, <laughs> that if is any married person please. having a husband or a wife living shall marry another person, every person so offending shall be deemed guilty of a high misdemeanor and upon conviction thereof shall be imprisoned in the penitentiary and kept hard labor.
2: What? Let me read it. Not exceeding seven, nor Stop. less
3: than three years.
2: Stop! <laughs> You're ruining my
4: son. <laughs> hard labor, not exceeding seven, nor less than three years, saith
2: the legislature.
4: No, that's first sessions of the twenty-second general
3: assembly of the state of Ohio, begun and held in the town of Columbus, December first, eighteen twenty-three, volume twenty-two. An Act for the Punishment of Crime, Section 7, Bigamy. You're bigamist. That was a lot. And do you see why we do no scripture study together? Because when it happens, it becomes a little bit crazy.
2: In the middle of July, 1831. Oh, Kim, next time there's a legislature thing, let me read it. Okay, I will. Okay. So let me read the rest. In the middle
3: of July, 1831, Joseph Smith, and a few of his companions went to Jackson County, Missouri, where the following statute was already in force. <clears throat> section 76.
4: <laughs> Be it further enacted that if any person or persons within the state being married or who shall hereafter marry, do at any time marry any person or persons the former husband or wife being alive Upon conviction thereof, she or they shall be whipped, not exceeding thirty-nine strikes. Oh my God! If thou gets to thirty-eight, <laughs> thou shalt go one more. If thou shall, exceed thirty-nine and go to forty. Thou art right. <laughs> no, it does not exceeding thirty-nine stripes. Be fined in in not less than $100, nor more than $500, and imprisoned not less than six or or more than 12 months. And thereafter be rendered infamous, (laughs) be incapable of giving testimony or holding any office, civil or military, within the state. That's laws of the state of Missouri, revised
3: and digested, and also uh, animated by my husband, by authority of the General Assembly, eighteen twenty-five, pages three hundred five and three
4: hundred six. I am the authority.
3: You're <laughs> something. When the Saints were driven from Missouri to Illinois, they were they were at first welcomed and treated fairly by the local citizens. However, they found an anti polygamy law in that state as well. Oh good grief.
4: Oh bye. Oh <laughs> Section one twenty one. Bigamy consisting in having the two wives or two husbands at one under the same time, knowing that the former husband or wife is still alive. If any person or persons within the state being married or who shall hereafter marry do at any time marry any persons or person within the state being married, or who shall hereafter marry, do at any time marry any person or persons, the former husband or wife being alive, the person so offending shall, on conviction thereof, be punished by a fine not exceeding one hundred dollars. Thousand. One Oh, yeah. $1,000 and imprisoned in a penitentiary, not exceeding two years. That comes from the
3: Revised Laws of Illinois, 1833, pages 198 through 199. Communists. And, and uh but. animated by my husband. Thus, the five states where Joseph Smith resided all had laws against plural marriage. These state laws were made after the creation and ratification of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights in conflict with guaranteed rights and also in opposition to the marriage practices of the ancient prophets and patriarchs of God. Joseph Smith was well aware of the laws of the land and could see that they were in conflict with the laws of God. His teachings and conduct proved which laws he considered to be the most important.
2: Oh, boy. So the next chapter is Chapter 15, The Mormons, The Restoration of Plural Marriage is going to read that without me saying a whole lot. I am going to check the chat room in the studio. The guest call-in number is (laughs) 917-889-8827. And uh, we don't have any callers now, but the lines are open. And uh, if we don't have anybody after the preview of the next chapter, then we will end the program and I will go to work. Okay. In the
3: foregoing chapters of this book, we have studied the history and attitudes of many different people and nations toward the principle of plural marriage. Kings and paupers, prophets and priests, rich and poor have recognized the beneficent attributes of polygamy from the Congo to the most industrialized nations and from every color, religion, and nationality have come favorable statements regarding this marriage lifestyle. Now, We come to the restoration of plural marriage as part of the gospel of Jesus Christ revealed to the prophet Joseph Smith. We will read what the Lord himself had to say about plural marriage in this this dispensation and what the response of the saints has been towards these revelations. The Lord has emphasized the important connection between plural marriage and the laws of the Holy Priesthood. Apparently the reasons why plural marriage was introduced in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are still a mystery to most Mormons, however, Elder Marky Peterson gave one good reason. Why was plural marriage practiced by the Latter-day Saints? Only about 4% of them ever entered into this form of matrimony, but why did even they? Dun,
2: dun, dun. And we'll get back to that on Monday. All right, we don't have anybody in the chat room, and as usual, King Herder, there's nobody in the studio. I guess we're done for today. Is there anything else that you wanted to say before we end the program?
3: Nope.
2: Okay. All right. Then we'll end the program. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this program. And we'll be back on Monday at 8 p.m. Unless something happens. But hopefully we'll be back on. So, all right. Well, I guess we're going to end the program. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Take care. God bless. And goodbye. Go ahead
1: and meet yourself, Kim.